You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This episode is brought to you by RamShirts.com, the company that brought you Crush City Tees. Ram Shirts offers custom printed and embroidered apparel. They offer direct-to-garment printing for small runs and screen printing for larger runs. Follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Ram Shirts. Visit RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. Without further ado, here's today's guest, Jimmy Price from Astros Future. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Here's your host, Rob Fontenot. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. Coming back on the show for the second time. Jimmy Price from Astros Future. Jimmy, welcome back, buddy. Appreciate you having me on again, man. So we're going to discuss game two, which didn't go very well for the Astros. couple of grand slams. Uh, Luis Garcia, injury. But I still have a little bit of confidence. I mean, I'm not, it's not like I'm throwing in the towel and worried about it at all. How, how are you feeling after the second game? Yeah, I mean, it obviously started out really bad. You know, the, the grand slam in the first inning, and then uh, Oda Rizzi coming in after the Garcia injury, giving up that grand slam in the second. But really, if you look from there, like if someone going into the game would have said, "Hey, the Astros are going to score three runs off of uh, Nathan Avaldi. He's going to go five and a third innings and allow three runs," you probably would have taken that. You know, he's he's been their ace kind of for the year and really good in the playoffs. So scoring three runs off of him was nice. And then the bullpen outside of the uh, Odorizzi giving up that grand slam and then the, the solo homer he gave later was pretty solid too. So uh, I, I like the way the Astros battled. They still scored some runs, still made the the Red Sox throw five different pitchers, which I think is important in a series. The more looks you get at a guy, but also the more pitches they have to throw. Um, so my confidence level is still, is still up there. Um, it was just unfortunate the game started so poorly early on and you know the Astros were dealt with a, a huge deficit, obviously, after two innings. Yeah, not a good start for Luis Garcia. I think he also had trouble the last time out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think he said there's something wrong with him. I mean, he came out as an injury. And from what I read, this is what I read, and I don't know if you did, but it said that he was injured, but he just didn't tell the Astros about it. He was kind of keeping it from them. But you can definitely tell something was wrong with him Mm -hmm. from the last two outings. His last outing, I thought maybe it's because he's better at home, but, you know, he got hit. You know, he didn't do well at all. Got the Mm -hmm. grand slam at all. But looking at Odorizzi, he gave up a grand slam too, but he was, in my book, one of the heroes of the game. You know, he came in and ate up some innings, just like you said about the Red Sox. You know, the Astros forced them to use the bullpen. Odorizzi, you know, helped save the bullpen arms for us so i think he did a pretty good job yeah no and that that's important you know him him getting those four innings in yesterday uh, very important to keep the the astros bullpen from getting taxed in a game where maybe we would have had to throw 
seven, eight pitchers like that. So that was nice. Obviously, it would have been awesome if he could have uh, came in and the, the four innings were scoreless. But still, to, to come in and soak up those innings in a game where uh, we were down eight, nothing early was big. That way, uh, you know, you see Taylor threw an inning in a two-thirds, Garcia an inning in a third, and Stanley threw an inning. And we didn't have to go deeper into the bullpen. And uh, that just means by uh, tomorrow, by Monday, the Astros will probably have pretty much their entire bullpen ready to roll. Yeah, so one one thing that was, you know, mentioned by a lot of Red Sox fans and and Bob Ryan, who writes for the uh, Boston Globe, I mean, he was really complaining about how long Odorizzi took to come in the game. But as far as I know, you know, because it happened with Kent Emanuel when he came in, when Odorizzi got hurt, there's no time limit of how many, you know, how long this guy gets to prepare himself to, to start pitching. Why do you, why do you think this guy's just make, I, I said, you're just making things up to complain about the Astros. That's true, right? There's no time limit. I'd have to double check it, but I don't think there is. I think when a player or a pitcher comes out uh, with an injury, there's no time limit for that next pitcher to get ready. And you know, all you're doing is potentially force an injury. If you're, you're saying a guy needs to, to hurry up and get in there faster than he should. And most relievers are, are used to warming up quick and, and they have a routine that they go through. But I don't know if Odorizzi was planning on pitching relief or whatever, but obviously he wanted to go through his whole routine. Um, I don't really have an issue with that, obviously. I think he needed to do what he needed to do to make sure he stayed healthy. I could see why fans or someone else may think he's taking too long. But no, as far as I know, you have whatever time you need to get ready when a player or a pitcher comes out with an injury. So looking back, at game one, Framber really didn't have his greatest outing. He, he did enough to allow us to win the game. The heroes of the game there were Altuve with his two-run shot. I think he had three RBIs. Mm-hmm. Correa with, the, with that beautiful home run. It looked like he looked over at the bullpen. I mean, at the dugout and said, I got mm-hmm. this. And one guy that's been struggling a little bit is Yuli Gurriel, our batting champion. And after the Astros were down nine to zero, you know, Yuli drove in two runs to make it nine to three. And then he had a home run in the bottom of the ninth. Mm-hmm. So there's another positive to come out of this shellacking that we took besides, you know, making the Red Sox use their bullpen. Hopefully, maybe you think Yuli Gurriel might be warming up and that's going to help us. Yeah, I would definitely think so. It's nice to see him get a couple hits. Like you said, that two run single right. And then the, and then the home run as well. So um hopefully he can get hot you know that's the the benefit to our team is the the depth of the lineup having seven guys that are well above average hitters um unfortunately Gurriel struggled a little bit but hopefully he'll get it going hopefully yesterday will be uh something that'll kind of uh get him going when we get to Boston and and then even seeing Castro you know come in and have that pinch hit home run and I I, I just think Castro was, he, you know, he was pretty solid offensively in the season He's obviously hit the home run last night. I wouldn't mind seeing him get some pinch hit at bats, you know, late in the game. We haven't really played a game other than game one of the ALCS, but, you know, you wanted the defense in. But where we were down close and late, you know, the game we lost against the White Sox was was pretty much a blowout. Last night was pretty much a blowout. There hasn't been the opportunity for Castro to come in and get that pinch hit, maybe down by a run or two with a couple guys on. Um, but hopefully we'll see that. But, yeah, Gurriel getting hot, having a game like that. Tucker having a good game as well. That's that's just nice to see, and hopefully they can build on that moving uh, moving into Boston. So at the end of the podcast, I was going to ask you a couple of fair fouls, but I'm going to throw one at you right now since you brought that up. Sure. Some people are mentioning this 
you know, they, fair or foul, Castro should get a start over Maldonado. Oh, man, that's tough. Uh, the defense is so important in that position. And not to say that Castro is not a good defensive catcher, but obviously the pitchers have a, uh, have a, a nice comfort level with Maldonado. To me, if a starting pitcher feels more comfortable throwing to Maldonado and that's what they prefer, then I'll say he should he should still get the start. Um, but I mean, Castro's bat is is throughout the regular season and then so far in the just a couple of bats in the postseason has been you know quite a bit ahead of where Guriel or uh, where uh, Maldonado's at. So I'll say uh, I'll say foul for now. I would stick with Maldonado at the catcher position. And just, uh, it, like I said, based on the pitcher who's pitching and the relationship that maybe they have with him. Because if the, if the Astros hit like they are expected to hit the top seven, you can have Mononato at number nine in the lineup and be okay. So I'll say foul for now. I'll say foul, too. And the reasons that you talked about. But the other reason, you know, Castro does have some big hits. But to me, they're all late in the game. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, you got Maldonado, you know, for the pitcher's sake and for the defense sake, I think it's perfect the way it is. Leave him there to pinch hit, come in late in the game. That's his strength. So I say foul as well. So game three is Monday. We got Jose or Keedy. I think possibly he should have started game two. But, you know, Garcia is better at home. It didn't really work out for us, but we got Arkady on the road. He can handle it. How, how do you think the Astros stack up on uh, in Game Three on Monday? Um, I mean, I, I like Arkady. I think, or if it's crazy, you look at his overall numbers since he came into the majors, and the guy's just been a steady, solid pitcher. He's done it at, in three different seasons. He's done it in the playoffs. We saw it in nineteen in the World Series against the Nationals. So uh, I'm excited to see what he can do against Boston. I think he had. Um, I think maybe his last start against Boston, he had one start this year, and I think he struck out nine and in six innings, he gave up a run or something like that. So he's had success. So um, I feel like we stack up well. It's it's really just going to be about the starting pitching being solid. I mean, we've seen Framber struggled a little bit, Garcia struggled, and then hopefully the bats, you know, staying hot as well and hitting in Boston. Um, the bullpen has been surprisingly really good so far this series, and hopefully that'll hopefully that trend will continue. One thing about it, if my math is correct. If if we do go to a game seven, this puts Urquidy at game seven as well. Yeah, and it, and I think depending on how the days off go and how many pitches this person throws, but I would be fine with Urquidy getting the ball in that situation. Like I said, I I, I have a lot of confidence in him. We'll see how tomorrow goes. Uh, but he's been one of our most steady pitchers really all season long, and we've seen him do it at the, in the biggest moments as well. And um, kind of the guy you want out there, you know, he's he seems like he's always been dependable. Very rarely did he get shelled where he's out after an inning or two. And he seems like a guy who can go out and give you five or six good innings. And if he does that and the bats continue hitting like they have so far this postseason, I think the Astros will be all right. So you take a look ahead at game four. I was thinking it may be Oder Rizzi, but he pitched. It could be Grinky, but he's not stretched out. So you have the Luis Garcia injury. So it could be Grinky. It could be somebody from the taxi squad. Mm -hmm. Maybe Solomon. But what I heard today is because Framber really didn't throw too many pitches in game one that it could be Framber Valdez in game four. Yeah, and, and I, I saw something about that too, or, or even about the chance of Odorizzi starting. But whoever they think is right, whoever's ready, whoever's got uh, – you know, is on is on schedule to throw. I mean, don't rush somebody in there, obviously. But if Framber, they think Framber's ready since he didn't throw as many pitches as uh, you know he normally would in an outing, 
I'm looking here through 64 uh, on Friday night. So if he's able to get his rehab and stuff and he's off, obviously, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and then he comes back Tuesday and pitches game four, they think he's ready, then we'll roll with Framber. He's probably one of our most reliable starters at this point. I know he struggled a little bit in game one, but whoever they think is ready, we'll roll with. And, and you know, we knew coming into the series that our starting pitching with uh, with Greeky struggles and obviously like Verlander being hurt and then McCullers not making the roster as well. We knew that was going to be a struggle. The Astros are just going to have to hit to overcome the the, the lack of, I guess, high-level starting pitching. You know, we don't have that Verlander, that Cole um, that we've seen in the past years this year. Yeah, I think Dusty said he's not going to pitch on short rest. It'll be half rest since he really didn't pitch a whole game. Mm. But that's all I have except for these two more fair fouls. There was something right. very, you know, we, you know, the, uh, I don't know what to call it. You know, viral. Mm-hmm. The fir- the viral video from the first game was when Lexi was doing the voodoo thing. <laughs> she that, that was pretty awesome for her to get all that uh, all that uh, attention for that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. But yesterday, you know, the thing everybody was sharing and commenting on was that guy telling that kid to sit down. And I didn't want to be the guy that you know commented, but it looked like the kid was standing up on the chair, you know, and, and maybe the guy was telling him not to get hurt, but that guy sure got a lot of flack. But what, what do you think? Fair or foul telling a kid to sit down at a playoff game? Foul. Uh, the guy needs to stand up. If the kid, if he was doing it as a protection, I mean, I guess, but if he's just telling the kid to sit down because he's sitting down and he can't see it, he needs to stand up. It's ALCS game two. I don't care what the score is. You know, you can, you can get off your, get off your butt, stand up yeah. and cheer for the Astros. I got no issue with a, a kid showing his uh his love for the Astros and cheering like that and yeah haven't seen somebody else try to tell him to sit down that's that's not that's not ideal for me yeah that's foul as well so I kind of you know it kind of did look like he was sitting on the chair and it is dangerous but you look at the beginning of the video and the guy's kind of looking around him Mm -hmm. so I do think he was in the way me personally I I like to sit down I don't want to stand up the whole game I had went to a OU Texas game one time and you stand up the entire game and uh, I like to sit down once in a while but you're in a playoff game I think we were getting killed like nine to zero which Mm -hmm. leads me into another one somebody was commenting on this so fair foul leaving a game early uh I wouldn't do it not in the playoffs I mean you're spending however much money to to go don't you know, I, I've done it in the regular season. You got kids in school or you got work the next morning or whatever. That, that's one thing. But in the regular season on a Saturday, the game started at 3 p.m. There's no real reason to leave early. Uh, we saw the Astros. I mean, they, they scored five runs, and they were one or two swings of the bats away from really making it a game when they had some runners on in the, the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, uh, the middle middle innings like that. So, no, I, I wouldn't leave early, not in that kind of situation, not after paying you know, anywhere between 150 to 300 dollars for a ticket and bringing a couple people with me. So now I, I would ride it out. Yeah, I, I say foul too. Don't leave, especially if you spend that much money. I remember I got the code, you know, to get my tickets early, and me and my friend we were gonna go uh, with four tickets, and it was it wasn't even 500 dollars. But you know, once they were gone, you never know how much you're gonna spend. But I mean, you spent the money, you're at the game. Stand up, have fun, cheer for the Astros, and don't leave. And like you said, and I've said it before on here, the only time I've ever left is when the Astros got killed by the Blue Jays on Father's Day. <laughs> they lost 12-0. to zero, But I lived three hours away. I had to get home. I had to work in the morning. 
And my thought was like, if you're not going to try to win, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a regular season game. Not, I would definitely right. never, ever leave a playoff game. But before we go, I want to let you know this, that the episode we did together, the last one, Therafau, which everybody loved and they seem to want to get more of you. So I'm glad you came on again. Is the third most listened to episode in the history of the podcast. And this is the fourth season I've been doing it. That's awesome. I, I mean, I, I'm glad people enjoyed the episode. I'm glad uh, there's a lot of a lot of views, a lot of listens on it. Hopefully it'll continue to grow. Hopefully this one will do well as well as uh, it, it was good to come on and talk. I'm, I'm glad that uh, the episode is doing well like that. Well, I appreciate you coming on, buddy. Hopefully, uh, we'll have you back. Uh, I'd like to have you back in the offseason, talk about, you know, all the prospects and where everybody's going to land. That would be a fun episode. But sure. I really do appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man, anytime. And, and whenever you, you know how to get a hold of me, so whenever you need me, just uh, feel free to hit me up. But, yeah, I always, I always enjoy talking to Astros. doesn't matter if it's regular season, offseason, prospects, whatever. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. We'll see you next time, hopefully, to talk about an Astros win in Boston. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Fontenot. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.